Hi, it's Lori. Welcome to this bonus episode of Hike. I am sharing a conversation that I had way back in early 2021 with Jordan Meter. For reasons kind of unknown, it just never came to the podcast. You know, I'd been hoping to pair it with another uh, interview, but it just didn't work out. However, I really did want to share this conversation with you. The Loyal Sock Trail is a trail that I'm very interested in and have always wanted to know more about, and I think some of you as well. So if you have a story to share and want to drop me a line about the Loyal Sock Trail, you can email me hikepodcast at gmail.com or drop me a message on any of my social media accounts at The Hike Podcast on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. So let's now take a listen to my conversation where Jordan talks about his hike of the Loyal Sack Trail and also making a short documentary about it with interview subject, Ruth Road. If you know about the Loyal Sack Trail community, then you're going to know about Ruth. She's quite a legend, and I would love to someday bring you more about her. But for now, let's dig in. And check the show notes for links so that you can check out the YouTube video that Jordan posted and find out more about what he's working on. And now here's my special bonus episode of Hike. Okay, so I'm here with Jordan Meter. Nice to meet you, Jordan. Nice to meet you too. So where are you? Where are you at? I mean, I know we're going to talk about the Loyal Sock Trail, but I don't. I don't even know if you're in um, Pennsylvania. So where where are you? Uh, where are you based out of? No, so I used to live really close to Loyal Sock Trail in Muncie, Pennsylvania. But um, at the moment, I live just outside of Philly. Uh, I work as a videographer on a marketing team. So. Ah. Okay. Yeah. So. Um, so for the listeners, just so everyone knows, I was referred to go find you from uh, Ruth Road, who, you know, the connection is, is that she met you and uh, you, you know, got to know you a little bit. And then you actually came back and did uh, a video of the Loyal Sock Trail and and then also uh, featured her as part of it. So I'm really excited to talk to you and kind of learn more about your story and and all of that. So, so we'll first dive into um, a little bit about you. So did you grow up kind of hiking? What, what's your interest in the outdoors? So, I mean, my family was very outdoorsy, but we didn't do crazy backpacking stuff. I kind of started to do that when I went to a wilderness camp in upstate New York. It wasn't with my immediate family, but that gave me like a really good sort of introduction to camping carrying all your stuff the way you pack for hikes the way you pack for food um looking back on it the way that the camp i went to did it was super hardcore and super sort of rustic like we didn't do freeze-dried food at all we always carried like a huge amount of just like you know like real meat like we would make pizza in dutch ovens on the trail so it's just kind of like they wanted to teach like this old school mentality for hiking that's awesome. So you were like in the big, yeah, the cast iron. <laughs> you weren't yeah, ultra light exactly. in any way possible. No, I mean, like as I got older in the camp, things started to transition a little bit. And now I realize like I would never want to hike like that again. But like at the time, it was like really glorious. And you would have all these stories of how hard you had worked. But 
Yeah, it was great. It was like a really good introduction. I went there for about 10 years and then it just kind of, I think was in me after that point. Oh, that's awesome. So, um, you know, you mentioned that you uh, grew up in around uh, the Loyal Sock Trail and, and I didn't know much about that area until I started researching it and it, it just looks really beautiful. Uh, so tell me more yeah. about the area itself. So I had lived there for high school. I had never really hiked the trail. I'd heard vaguely about it. Um, I went to college near Buffalo. And then after I graduated college, I was like, I don't remember why, but I just, I decided I was going to hike it then. Um, I just kind of as like a closure thing, like a little time to reflect after graduating. Um, but yeah, I mean, the, the woods up there are different than most places that I've been. Like it's, it's a little bit less busy and I feel like less people know about how beautiful the area can be. And, and I mean, like when I discovered it, I was kind of amazed. It was like right in my backyard at the time. Like it was like 10 miles away from me and I had been living there for like five or six years and had no idea that it could be like camping next to waterfalls and stuff. Like it was, it was pretty amazing. And there's this kind of, I mean, I, I think when you're talking, you know, going through that, it's like this inner, for me, it's an inner turmoil of like, well, you know, these are these beautiful places that, um, kind of are hidden gems and, yeah. you know, do you really want the world to know about yeah. it? Yeah. <laughs> I feel exactly like that. Like, it yeah. was like, I think I like, even since I made this video, it had nothing to do with my video, but like mm -hmm. a lot more people are up there. Like I've done the same route, like a few times and it's just, it's always a little bit busier, which is good. And everybody deserves the same thing. So, but yeah, it was, it was. The first time I hiked it, it was really remote feeling. I felt like I had found some secret. I was like, I would go like a day and a half and not see anyone. So it was like, I don't know. At the time, that was really a really good experience. So uh, what year was what year was that again? Uh, 2014. 2014. So, okay. Seven years ago. So a few yeah. years ago. And obviously, you know, there's been, you know, during that time, a lot more focus on hiking and backpacking. Um, some people even call it, you know, the wild effect, or, you know, for the Pacific Crest Trail, of course, things like that. But I think in general, um, there's a lot more exposure to, you know, getting outside, especially, you know, with Instagram and different social media where you're highlighting all these cool places that, uh, mm -hmm. that you can go to. So what are like the, give me some of the logistics or just about the trail itself, like, um, you know, the terminus, how long is it, and what kind of terrain are you going through? So it's about 60 miles long, uh, just, just under 60 miles. It's, it's like, on paper, I feel like it, it should be pretty easy, but it's just constant rolling hills that are very steep, not super tall, just a lot of up and down. Um, there's a lot of good water resources, at least. I've done like 30 miles of it at a time. I've never done the whole thing at once, but the sections that I hiked, it was always um, like plenty of water to get, but just a lot of remote areas. Like you'd be surprised. I, I didn't really know Pennsylvania had areas like that, that were uh, that far out in the kind of just felt that remote. Where did you start? And then where did you stop? So I started from the North end, which is, um, I forget, it's, it's up in Sullivan County, but you kind of come down South. Uh, towards World's End State Park, you kind of meander through there, and then you you keep going down towards Montoursville. 
the first time I hiked it, I got injured, so I had to cut out early. I was planning on doing the whole five-day thing, but I didn't quite make it. So um, so you got injured. Is that the first time? Is that when you met Ruth, or did you meet Ruth later? No, I actually met her because I was, I was, I like had gotten off the trail. I was going down to a ranger station um, and she just like appeared right then in her car and she was just happening to be going to the exact same place as me. So I hitched a ride with her down. I had just like sprained my ankle really badly and it just wasn't getting any better because I just kept rolling it over and over again. So it wasn't like crazy, but I just realized like I wasn't really, I don't know. I didn't want to face another 30 miles completely alone without contact with people. And it was kind of the last chance to bail. So so we went down to the ranger station and just ended up spending, I mean, because nobody was like able to, I wasn't able to get in contact with anybody right at that moment. So we spent just a few hours together. She knew so much about the trail. She was just pulling out maps and talking for hours. So I think like after meeting her there, it was like a day or two later, I like it kind of started to sink in. Like that was like a really good resource for like everything I had experienced kind of like a good place to start with sharing it with people. Yeah. Um, So, so my story of kind of in for listeners, because they're kind of like, wait, who's Ruth? What, where's this going? Um, So, you know, I had a listener actually reach out to me and say, Hey, I want to, I'm going to be wanting to hike some of these trails in Pennsylvania. And I think one of them was Laurel Highlands, right? That's a, Mm-hmm. And that's, I've heard of that one. So it's like, okay, yeah, I know what that one is. And then Loyal's talking. I was like, I, I don't know about this place. And yeah. so as I went and did research, I kind of, uh, I found a trail association and then asked um, someone questions and they said, oh, here's a person you want to contact. So, you know, I'm like, well, I'll just text her. <laughs> Yeah, that's and what then, I tried to do too. Yes, and then it's like, oh, yeah, no, this is a landline. And so, yeah. so it took a while for me to actually call um, because, you know, who calls these days, right? It's like, you're like, okay, yeah. well. And then, you know, I, I call and find out, wow, there's this woman out here who has so much history and knowledge and has been yeah. uh, for many years. And I, I, I think it's like from 1967 or she has been working as part of this, um, you know, working with the trail for many years. Yeah. So it's someone who knows the area, knows um, the path, and uh, and is just one of those, you know, call him like a trail evangelist. Um, yeah. So, yes. So she, uh, you know, then said, well, I have this story. You need to talk to Jordan because I met Jordan <laughs> and I normally don't pick it pick up hitchhikers <laughs> yeah well, was, she, she told me that the whole way yes. down <laughs> yes but i guess you looked like you were um harmless and picked you up and then said you know you had to get a ride and it took a while and and uh and that you had this lovely conversation which then led to you wanting to feature this trail and actually do a video on it so so tell me um, about kind of how you decided, you know, I think that's where we were um, before I interjected with who Ruth was, uh, yeah. that's where you were going. So kind of tell me about, I guess, how the, the trail and that conversation kind of, like you said, sat with you and you realized you, you needed to, to focus something on this. So let, let's start there. Um, yeah. So I think 
to me, I was kind of surprised. I, I think it was just like the, the time of life I was in, but it was like the transition out of college. I was surprised by like the sort of the intensity of like the personal experience it was. So it was like, I went out on this trail, it was really remote. And I just felt like I had a lot of time to sort of be quiet with my thoughts. Um, and I, it was kind of hard for me to explain to people like what a beautiful place it was, but also like how much it had meant to me. I don't know. I know that sounds kind of like cheesy, but I don't know. That was what I was feeling. Um, and then I met Ruth, who was just sort of like this like character of the woods. <laughs> like she like had lived and breathed this trail and just like every inch of it. Like she knew it like like unbelievably. She could describe just like a random rock that I had passed and say, Yeah, you know when that like one trail went off to your left at this one stone? Like she just like obviously walked the thing her whole life I just felt like it was like a really good place to sort of capture uh I don't know the way the woods felt when I was out in them it was like there's this person who's like known them for so long I don't know if I'm making sense but I think you are yeah I mean I'm a film student I was I was I was looking for things to make so and and so you you decided then to go go back and do some hiking and then also um video like what what happened there yeah, so, I mean, I think I just called her. I told her I was interested in making something with her, just sort of, like, interviewing. I think I think she was picturing one thing. I was picturing another thing, but we kind of got on the same page. Um, and then, I mean, just throughout the summer, I was working from home for a couple months after college, so I just would go up there on weekends or whatever days I had off and kind of do little day hikes and shoot stuff related to the project. Um, I think we spent, like, two days just kind of filming together. But yeah, it was a long time ago. It was like seven years ago. Yeah. So it's kind of funny, like thinking about all this stuff again right now. <laughs> I know. And I, I got to tell you, so, I, and I don't know if you have this, but, you know, as part of kind of prepping and, and learning more about this place, I got the um, the Alpine Club of Williamsport uh, presents a guide to the Loyal Sock Trail and Side Trails. It's, mm-hmm. it's this amazing little little tiny kind of notebook looking thing that has such it's it has the trail detailed and yeah and it has all the history um about it and i think kind of where you were going is how you know when you were working with ruth like she knew the history and the geography and and all of that so um so in your video i know um let's see it was um was it about, um, how long was it? I think it was about uh, 15 minutes. Like 15 minutes. Yeah, it, it was like 15 yeah. minutes long. Okay. So you wanted to feature not only the trail, but you were telling the story uh, behind it in addition to interviewing Ruth. So how did you come um, up with kind of interjecting some of that historical uh, viewpoint and and information? So, I mean, that was the first real documentary I had tried. I, I like so you have an idea in your head of what it's going to be. And I mean, the thing with documentaries is what the person brings is what you're going to get. So I think I kind of had to like flex because I wanted to make it kind of more about Ruth's character in relation to the trail, but she wanted to make it more about the history of it. I mean, that's what she cares about. That's what she's interested in. So I kind of just tried to use that as sort of a reflection on her character. If that makes sense. Kind of reveal things about her that way. Um, 
I don't think I went into it necessarily wanting to make like a historically, you know, like definitive documentary about the Royal Fox Trail, but. Yes. So you, you like you said, you kind of uh, crafted it around uh, your character, basically, of, of what she provided you in that sense. You know, after those couple of days, what did you come away with um, kind of from a, a personal level? From hiking it or from talking to her? I, I think first from talking to her. I mean, I just got this sense that there's like, uh, there's this whole other world that I was not aware of, kind of. And it, it wasn't fast paced. Um, it was a little bit outside of the mainstream like consciousness. And, but there was this person who had dedicated their whole life to this like, this cause and this thing they believed like very much in. And that was like really interesting to me. I don't know. And that, that sort of like small story of a person's life, I feel like is kind of what's interesting about filmmaking. I don't know, the sort of shared experience of somebody's view of the world. So um, I think at first I wasn't sure what I was going to do. Like I didn't know, like I had a ton of like hours of video of her talking about stuff, but I didn't know what direction to go with it. So I kind of just had to work it out as it went, I guess. But I, I knew that like the tone was there, if that makes sense. Like the, the general feel was there. I just needed to figure out what to include and what not to include. Yeah. So, you know, so you have that piece of it. So how did it make you maybe see your hike, your hiking there different or, or what kind of impact did it have on you then, you know, separate from doing the documentary and talking to to Ruth about now you, you know, being on the trail and hiking it. Yeah, you can just, um, I started to notice a lot more about when I was out there. Like, I don't think I, I mean, I basically hiked the trail without knowing anything. Like I knew Williamsport had been a logging capital or whatever it was. But I mean, when you're out there, you're finding like old pieces of uh, these, these crazy little narrow gauge railroads. Um, little cabins, the foundations of old logging towns. So there's just this, it feels old, but it also feels like very present because the woods probably haven't changed that much in like a hundred years. So, I mean, just being more aware of that as, cause I've taken friends there since and I've been able to point out more about like what we're seeing and what this place was and what they were doing here. And that's, that's kind of cool. It definitely adds like a little bit more depth to it. I think the first time I hiked it, I was kind of clueless and I felt like I was just in the middle of nowhere by myself trying to figure out where I was going. So, mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I think that's interesting because it's something that I, you know, I've not hiked in that area at all. Um, it's a place I want to go to, but I kind of uh, liken it to when I've hiked um, like in the, the Smoky Mountains and that, you know, there's a lot of those kind of like old communities and um, you know, chimney stacks that are crumbling yeah. and foundations. And you just, you know, you want, for me at least, I want to know the story behind it. So I think when you kind of understand more about the story, I think that helps you maybe appreciate um, appreciate the, the woods a little more. Yeah, definitely. I think it's, I mean, it's interesting to me that, I mean, like the area... I was living in like the Lycoming County area. It didn't feel like that many people. I mean, there's a lot of hunting and stuff, but I don't think people went like backpacking. Like that's sort of like a thing I feel like people use as an escape from the city. And I was just kind of like, it was interesting to see something that beautiful so close to me. 
Um, it, it just, yeah, I guess that's going back to the untouched sort of gem feeling that was up there. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about uh, hiking it then. Um, you know, you would you say you talked about the water? You said that there was, you know, great water sources there. What what time of year were you going? Was it um, in the spring, summer, fall? I went in, I think it was like late May, which was pretty great. It wasn't buggy at all somehow. Um, <clears throat> I've hiked it in fall a couple times, and that's like I would really recommend that. I mean, not that it should get crowded at one time of year, but it was pretty amazing. Just a ton of colorful leaves and trails get buried in these really deep piles of them. Yeah, I can imagine, um, you know, all of the foliage and everything changing. So it's probably, yeah, pretty awesome to go there in the fall. What about, um, you know, what kind of, I guess, shelter situation? You said it's, it would be maybe a five day hike if you were going to do it end to end. Yeah. Um, So would you be like staying in shelters? Are there primitive campgrounds or are you, um, you know, where would, where would you be setting up camp? Um, there's some pretty frequent, I mean, I guess, uh, like established campsites. There's no shelters. Um, and you can't camp in the state park. So that's kind of like a, it's kind of like, I think, but like a, a third of the way in, if you're coming from the north, you can't camp anywhere for about six miles. So you kind of, there's a couple of spots you can't go anywhere. But for the most part, the trail is sort of just state forest or something uh, where you can just kind of camp anywhere you make sort of a safe space. But there was there was plenty of campgrounds, um, not not like big campgrounds. I mean, just like campsites kind of by a creek or you're just walking, you find one. Usually they're marked. Sometimes it's just sort of clear. Someone pitches the tent here all the time. So you talked about the, you know, you have a lot of water sources, waterfalls and things like that. Were you, were you having to do any kind of crossings? I mean, were there like footbridges or are there some that you have to kind of rock hop along? I don't remember. No, I don't think there was anything that was hard or annoying. Mm-hmm. Like you didn't have to get wet. Um, the places where you have to cross a big creek or like go by a waterfall, there's like either a ladder or a big car bridge that you just happen to cross over for a second. Um, but I don't remember any parts where I got wet when I didn't want to. Um, what about from, I guess if you're going for five days, were you at that point just taking all your food with you? I, that was what I wanted to say. Um, if you're going to do that, because the first time I set out to do that, I also was not, I was kind of like going back to uh, the way I was raised to go hiking at that camp. Like I was not packing freeze-dried food. I was not packing light. I was kind of just doing the hardcore. I don't know what I was doing, but (laughs) I carried very heavy stuff um, and I regretted it. Like, I think that was, that kind of added to my little ankle injury. Um, So I would definitely say it might be a good idea to resupply halfway. And there's like a couple places you could to just look at the map. Um, But Maybe some people know how to pack a lot better than I do. Like, I feel like people do. So you could also probably just make it the whole way if you're smarter than I am. So. Well, it probably depends on what you, what you want to eat too. What's on the menu. Um, is this one that you would recommend? Um, like, is it, a, I know everyone has a different preference, you know, when you say, oh, is it one that you probably want to have tr- trekking poles? 
um what what would you think is yeah this, yeah definitely yeah <laughs> yeah i did not but i ended up having to like cut down a pretty big stick just so it's just a lot of up and down and pounding and you're carrying yeah. all your stuff um i feel like i've climbed much bigger mountains but it's it's different. It's just a constant sort of grind. That's beautiful. Just a lot of up and down. Were there spots where you did have, um, I guess, some views or some lookout type areas, or are you in the woods? You know, <clears throat> there's definitely there's definitely some good views. I would say that's not like if you're looking for like mountaintop experiences, this isn't like the best trail for that. But there's definitely some pretty cool sort of backwoods Pennsylvania views that are up high. To me, like, it's it's the most beautiful part of that area of, like, northern Pennsylvania. So in that respect, I think the views are amazing. But if you're coming from, like, out west or something or you're used to bald peaks, it's not going to be, like, super spectacular. Just a lot of um, really beautiful woods, a lot of waterfalls. Um, and, yeah, like, kind of the views that come with rolling hills. So you also said that you went back and were kind of doing some weekend hikes of it and, and things like that. So are there sections that you would recommend more from a, like a day hike or, you know, overnight and, you know, instead of like doing a, a point to point, um, you know, maybe even making a loop, are there anything uh, that you would recall or recommend? Yeah, there's a lot, um, in the world's end area, there's a lot of really good access points near roads. I can't like remember all of them off the top of my head, but um, kind of uh, if you look up Ketchum Run, there's a, some really good loop hikes you can do there where you're not going to be circling back on your same steps that are also just, you know, like there's a couple hours of work. There's going to be views. There's going to be really beautiful waterfalls. There's like you'll pass like three or four waterfalls, I think, um, over the course of that day hike. Um, but then also, if you're in World Bend State Park, there's just a ton of different directions you can go and kind of circle back either on the Loyal Sock Trail or uh, there's a lot of other crisscrossing trails in that area. I think if you're sort of on the south end of the trail, it gets pretty far out there. So it's not quite as easy to do just like a circle hike. There is one really good waterfall, which I think a lot of people say hike called Angel Falls, that I think is like the tallest one in Pennsylvania or something. Um, but that's just like a, it's like a couple mile loop. It's, yeah, it's just like up in the middle of uh, a state forest. I, I didn't know about it for years, but it's, it's pretty cool. So I like your uh, comments about the, you know, maybe the day hike opportunity or um, you said it was World's End State Park. Yeah, World's End State Park. Okay. Because yeah. I'm thinking, you know, from personal and I don't even know, I'd have to look on a map to see. You know, I might be just coming through as I'm going, you know, like to Massachusetts, for example. So I might like actually go like a, mm -hmm. a little bit of a, you know, a side trip and not be able to, you know, kind of do like the whole trail. So I think, you know, also for listeners who, who might not have that opportunity and think, well, okay, maybe there's a way I can hit up, you know, this as I'm going through on my way to another place, you know, for whatever reason. So yeah, definitely. Yeah. It's great for like a two-day hike with friends. There's some really good circles. So. That was in 2014. And um, I know you said you've, you've moved away. Um, have, you, have you been back um, any time lately to, to check out the trail? I went back, I think it was last fall. Um, 
No, it was 2019. So fall 2019 um, was the last time I was hiking out there. And I don't think it had changed that much. I don't, I don't remember exactly. It seemed a little bit busier, like I was saying before, but it was also a weekend. I think the first time I hiked it, I started on like a Monday or something. So it was, it was pretty quiet. Yeah. And you said it was, I think you mentioned it was in May. Um, so maybe, you know, before yeah, everyone's out of school and families and things like that, who might be um, more so on the trail. Yeah. I think it, I mean, like the thing with Pennsylvania is, I mean, if you're up there, you know, a little bit after the season ends for being outdoors, like a little bit after the summer, you're going to get a lot more sort of quiet. Like if you can deal with a little bit cooler weather, it's going to be a little bit more remote. I think. So where, um, where are you hiking these days then um, in the Philly area? I mean, there's not a ton in the Philly area. Uh, when I, what did I do this year? I took a road trip out west with my cousin and we went hiking. And that was great. Um, we went to the Dolly Sods in West Virginia, which were also really cool. I don't know if also, you've heard of those before. Yeah, also on my list. <laughs> yeah. Place they were definitely like worth it. They were busy, but they were worth it. Like it was a really different place to be. I think this summer we're aiming on going like on a canoeing trip. I don't know where we're going to go. We might go up to Maine and go canoeing. My cousin is kind of like my main hiking buddy. We have like a good dynamic where we're kind of the same pace, but we're also kind of like not trying to kill ourselves. So we like to do stuff together. We usually try and go on at least like one good hiking trip a year. Um, yeah. But Philly itself, I wouldn't say, I mean, there's some state parks, but they get really crowded. So if I'm going to go hiking, I tend to drop five a couple hours at least. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Um, what about the... The video component, um, are you still uh, doing videos of you uh, outdoors? Have you done uh, more of that? I don't think I've done, I mean, I bring cameras when I go hiking. I haven't done another documentary about like a trail. Um, I've been working on like a couple other projects, but not, not anything exactly like the Loyal Fox Trail again. Okay. So what other projects are you doing, I guess, besides the the hiking part, what's, you know, cause you said you're working in, in the film. Yeah. So what, what's um, your day job then with it? So I do marketing for a really big automotive company. Um, I'm like one of their only two videographers. Uh, it's just sort of an interesting gig. We kind of built the department out of, I don't know. It's, it's sort of like, it was an afterthought at first, but I feel like the marketing team is slowly starting to be taken more seriously. So it's been an interesting experience. I do a lot of freelance stuff on the side. I do like little businesses. I help people with promotional stuff, um, shoot weddings. Um, I was working on a documentary in Maine right when COVID happened. <laughs> uh, completely unrelated to hiking trails, but a similar sort of uh, feel of, I mean, maybe I'm interested in people who are older, who have some sort of story to tell. There was a guy who was building a giant boat in his backyard that, he was going to lose some legal case where he was going to get it destroyed. And then um, COVID happened and that was all put on hold and I haven't really been able to get going with it again. So yeah, I'm doing random little things here and yeah. there. Well, I like the, um, that intersection though, where you can have, you know, the creativity of something that, you know, you love, but then also the, you know, and the passion behind that, but then also, 
uh, the interest of, you know, getting outdoors or somehow combining those. So hopefully you get to put that together and it comes together again uh, soon. Yeah, I would love that for sure. So how can people watch the video? Um, how can people, uh, you know, see what else that you've been up to? Um, I think, I mean, I have a website, the Loyal Talk Trail videos on YouTube. I'm not a super big social media person, so I don't have a ton of stuff going on. Um, I have an Instagram where I share little short videos that I make. But yeah, if you Google my name, you'll probably find some of my stuff. If you look up the Loyal Talk Trail on YouTube, you'll probably find the documentary fairly high in the results. But yeah, yeah, I'd be happy to share more of my stuff with people. I feel like I have a certain kind of thing that I make. If people like it. That's great. Um, I feel like for a lot of people, it's kind of slow paced and chill. <laughs> so, um, yeah, if it's your thing, I would love to have more people look at my stuff. Well, I will definitely put a link out there uh, first to the Loyal Stock Trail and then also to kind of see what else uh, that you're doing with video and and maybe, you know, learn more about some of the other trails or different places that you've been. Jordan, it's been great to chat with you today and to just, you know, connect with you and hear your story about the Loyal Sock Trail and, of course, um, of meeting Ruth and how that really snowballed into this project that you did that, you know, again, allowed you to to focus on her, the history, kind of her character, but then also on this beautiful section in the woods. Yeah, for sure. Thanks a lot for reaching out. I was really surprised. <laughs> oh, yeah, no. Yeah. I have a whole uh, a whole little note that she sent me about you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I appreciate it. Yes. Thanks a lot. I hope you enjoyed this conversation I had with Jordan about the Loyal Sock Trail. If you want to know more about this trail, I do recommend that you head out to the Alpine Club of Williamsport. I will have a link in the show notes. They are a great resource and they have a great data um, trail book, guidebook, you know, small fits into your pocket and comes with maps. It's just a wonderful resource. And they are a club that really, really cares about the trail. So I can't recommend them enough. And so I am now on the countdown to both season six and episode 200 of hike. It's really going to happen. And I can't wait to tell you more about what I'm working on. As I'm currently on hiatus, you might see another bonus episode come out, but I am deep into research and interviewing for season six. To learn more, follow me on social media. And if you want to support this next project that I'm working on, become a patron. That is going to be the best way to ensure that I am able to get the content out there and spend the time giving this topic its due. So until next time, see you on the trail. <laughs>